Before we get started, a uh, couple of books I want to hand out, just some uh, short reading uh, for you. One is How Should I Think About My Money? Or How Should I Think About Money? It's by R.C. Sproul. He's got a Crucial Question series, and this is one of uh, the books in that uh, series. Would anybody be interested in this? All right. I'm a good cat. Or, no, maybe I'm not a good cat. Just as a good girl. Uh, another book, a uh, shorter book, uh, by a brother who has helped plant churches in a large country in Asia. I'll let your mind go where that is. It's How Can I Support uh, International Missions? Uh, it's about 50 pages. Would anybody be interested in learning oh, that? That's not, books. not my child. <laughs> you. If you can read this by the end of the year, you graduate. Uh, anybody want? Uh, how can I support international missions? Okay, it'll be on the back table if someone wants. Uh, likewise, uh, a short uh, argument, uh, which also actually has a budget, sample budget in the back with some scripture passages, uh, kind of summarizes a few of the points I was trying to make that I was trying to make more about the kingdom of God, but he specifically talks about the church and uh, how you think about giving to the church. Anybody interested in this topic? All right. Yeah, it kind of got there. I just didn't want to hit the man in the head. Brandy told me to, but I didn't want to do it. I believe that. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> before you call Randy out, let's go ahead and gather again. Uh, in this session, I want to briefly offer a method of constructing a budget and then how to stick to the budget and give us some implications for that. I know some of you are already doing budgeting. I hope that this is another uh, way uh, of just sharpening each other. You know, as iron sharpens iron, hopefully this is another iron tool to never thought about that aspect. Uh, some of us maybe aren't on a budget. Hopefully this is helpful to get on a budget. Some of us probably don't think we need to be on a budget. And I actually want to encourage you to be thoughtful about that. Uh, and the reason for that is because 2 Corinthians 5.10 tells us that on the last day we will give an account for every action that we've done. Which means that every dollar I spend, I've got to give an account for. Which means that I should probably know where my money is going. I remember being in college uh, I was working nearly full-time, going to school. My parents were subsidizing some of school costs. And I got to my junior year realizing that my bank account had not grown. And I thought, man, why am I working 35 hours a week, uh, getting paid pretty decent, my bills are being paid, and my bank account's not increasing? And uh, began to sit down and create a budget and realized how much money I was wasting and how much money I could have saved the first two years of college and uh, began to quickly change the last two years of college and walk away from college debt-free and actually had a sizable amount in the bank by God's grace. 
Uh, he just showed me that those times of going out to eat, those times of just having fun with friends, they all added up. Five bucks here, five bucks here uh, began to add up. And so half the battle is that we don't know where our money's going. And we're going to have to give an account for that. And I want us to give an accurate account of, of that uh, so that we can know how our money is being utilized. Hopefully everybody received a sheet. If they did not, uh, I'll put them uh, up here. Um, if you did not get the budget sheet. Uh, also, before we get started, I want us to recognize the reality of what we see through Scripture. The reality that we see in Scripture is that the moment Adam sinned by disobeying God, trying to be God in God's place, is the moment all of humanity entered into sin. And it's the moment that theologians declare uh, total depravity began, which means that there's every area of your life is impacted by sin. You might not be as sinful as you could, praise the Lord for that, but every area of your life is still impacted by sin, which means that I'm blind to the ways in which I spend my time. And I want to encourage you to invite others into how you spend money. Uh, years ago, when we purchased our house, we sat down with a few of you here uh, and just said, here's what we got in the bank, here's what the monthly payment would be, here's, uh, here's the cost of the house, here's what we're going to put down. We just submitted it and said, look, uh, tell us where we don't see accurately. And everybody just said, man, this is a good deal. And you know what? That was so freeing. I didn't need anyone else to give me approval to buy a house. Uh, I felt like, based on the sense that God has given me, to, to be able to see the numbers that it was the right decision. And yet, by having others uh, affirming what I had seen, it was like, man, thank you. And I never had a question. Did we buy that or not? It, it just the collective uh, voice uh, of the Lord speaking through others. And so I want to encourage you to, to do that. I do want to note that anything I say in this talk, uh, has been somewhat of my own, the Lord growing me and, and working in me, but also I want to give credit to a couple of books that have been helpful. Uh, James Petty, his book, Act of Grace, Jim Neuheiser, his book, Money, Debt, and Finances, and Randy Alcorn, his book, The Treasure Principle. So I don't want you to think that I'm super smart when I just know how to read and regurgitate some of the information. So. Uh, looking at the budget, though, there's a number of things that we have to think about when we think about a budget. The first is that we have to figure out our income. As you look at the top of the budget template I gave, this is actually a document I created in a program that's very much like Excel. Uh, Google Sheets, uh, you can get that online for free. These are all tools that are easily to be used or easily used. Uh, they're out there. Most of us have them on our phones, uh, and we can easily begin to track where our money is. And so the first thing that you want to do whenever you're working on a budget is just simply look at the income as best as you can, uh, the income of both spouses. Typically, that's a fixed income. I realize that sometimes that might fluctuate uh, based on hours or, or however much, but for the most part, that tends to be kind of a fixed, you know, 
by and large, what the income is going to be. So you want to start there when you're working on a budget. Second, you want to begin to work on what's called fixed expenses. Those are the expenses that typically don't change, uh, don't vary a lot. They're just kind of there. So that might be retirement if you have the means to put that in. That might be your mortgage or your rent, your taxes, any insurance costs on your home, trash, your cell phone, internet, gym membership, if you have life insurance, car insurance, any entertainment, vacation. Uh, you'll see on there a line item called slush. Uh, we have decided in our family, uh, one of the things that we will do is that each month out of this totality, uh, we bring our money together. So whatever Alicia brings in and whatever I bring in, it's together. I love her. Whatever we bring in, it's together. Uh, and in that, uh, we have a slush that there's a certain amount that we get personally out of that, and it's out of that slush amount that we then buy each other gifts, uh, and we get to do our own little things like uh, I get to have ice cream, uh, and I don't have to feel guilty about the fact that I went to Dairy Queen and got ice cream, because I paid for it out of my slush. Uh, it's just a little bit of, of flexibility and freedom, and, but it's not a lot. Uh, but it's it's just that of, hey, you can do this, and I can do this, and we're not going to argue over that line item. That's just something that's been very helpful for us, um, uh, so everything else is together. And then your tithe, you're, you're giving back to the Lord. There's a lot of debate on what that is and how much that is. Uh, I think a good baseline is 10%, but if you're like, whoa, that is a lot, start at one. Just work yourself up. I also don't believe that 10% is the line. If we read the two chapters in 2 Corinthians that I talked about, uh, they actually gave above and beyond, which seemed to imply that they just gave incredibly generously. You can put those two words together. Uh, which means that they didn't just like, oh, 10%, I'm good. But they just continue to think how can we give because we want it we want to leverage our our uh, finances for the Lord and so you just want to look at those and you just want to be honest with yourself I've literally sat down with people here and just walked through what's your mortgage what's your utility you know what's your trash what's, all of that was walked through and some of that was just helpful because it was like I didn't know and it's just helpful to walk and sit down. And then you want to write down your variable expenses, your utilities. Uh, we call it miscellaneous household. That could be laundry, that could be stamps, that could be toilet paper, whatever it is, house repairs, food, clothing. And you see the list on down there. What you want to do is you want to kind of get an idea of the last 12 months and then divide it by 12, recognizing that one month you might be higher and another month might be lower. Uh, there's two methods of thought with budgeting. Uh, I take a method that I don't recommend for everybody. If you do not have self-control, I do not recommend this method. If you have self-control, I do. My budget line items are not hard and fast rules. One month we go over, knowing that another budget line item we're going to go under and will balance each other out. But if you just spend and spend and spend, then I would say don't do that. Cap your line items. 
and don't overspend that line item. Because if you do that for every line item, overspend, you're going to overspend everything. I know in our family we don't do that. We spend bare minimum, so some line items we blow and others we don't, and they, they work together to, to zero each other out. Uh, number four, like I said, uh, giving. I want to encourage you, not for my sake, but for your sake, of thinking about, Lord, how do I uh, challenge myself to be a part of the kingdom work that you're doing by giving? And that's more than just kind of, oh, at the end of the day, I'm going to drop something in the boxes because I kind of paid for a show. But much more, I'm praying with the Lord, asking, Lord, what do you want me to do to be a part of the kingdom of God? Part of that could be giving to the church here as, uh, as we labor to help you. But also part of that is, is giving to national ministries, which I can point you in a lot of directions. Uh, and part of it is also giving internationally to missionaries who are going around the world taking the good news of Jesus Christ. Some of you have been the recipients of, uh, we passed your name along to some missionaries, and now, by God's grace, they are serving in Singapore uh, to, uh, to pastors going into this large country in Asia uh, to pastor. And they're training these pastors to go there. And by God's grace, uh, they never heard of Sunbury. And they all of a sudden, we came to their mind. We hadn't talked to them in 10 years. Respect them. And by God's grace, uh, and many of you here actually joined their team financial support so they could get back to Singapore. So I want to continue to encourage international giving. And then also having part of your giving just as a way to, to just set aside for needs. And I want, I want you to be a kind of person that has extra money set aside, that as needs arise in your neighborhood, as needs arise in your life, that you see friends have needs, you can just, there you go, get it taken care of. What a blessing that is to just be able to see a need and meet it and say, yeah, I was able to be a part of what God's doing there. So it's incredible to, to be able to do that. Uh, next, you want to you want to actually add up all of these expenses to just see where you you are at. I know this seems very maybe foundational for some of us, but uh, reality is a good friend. Sometimes we don't go through a budget like this because we know, but we don't want to do it because we don't want reality. And we want to sit down. We actually want to have reality of what this is. Dave Ramsey says that within the mortgage line item, it should be about 25% or no more than 25% of your income should go to the payment on your house. Uh, he also encourages if you are buying a house that uh, you try to save up money and put 20% down. If you put 20% down, you don't have to pay what's called PMI, which is private mortgage insurance, which adds to the cost of your mortgage. And so uh, just some tips that uh, that he requests or that he advises. At the end, you'll take your income and you'll subtract your expenses, okay? Now, some of us will look at that and be like, ah, I've got all this extra money. What do I do? I want to challenge us a couple of things. One is, if we've got debt, pay it off. How many of you are pretty familiar with Dave Ramsey? All right. How many of you have gone, have gone through Financial Peace University? Only Raymond. All right. <laughs> Anybody else? Okay. So you're at least familiar with them. 
So Dave Ramsey is, uh, is known for what's called the debt snowball. And uh, I kind of agree and don't agree all at the same time because I, I'm wired differently and so uh, I don't know if it would be as helpful. But what he states is at the end of the month, if you have more income than your expenses, you take that and you look at all of the debt you have and you look at the smallest amount. So if you have 500 in a credit card debt and you've got 5,000 to a loan to uh, a company, you want to pay the $500 off first. You want to pay the minimum on everything and then you want to pay as much as you can on that 500 so that eventually that debt's paid and then you go to the next debt, which is the next smallest, you pay that, and then you go to the next. Because it snowballs. The moment you get something paid off really, really quick, you get energy to say, yeah, look at that, I did that. Done. Then you start working on the next one, and eventually you get to the final one. For some people that works, you need that psychological effect of, I'm paying off debt. Uh, I'm out to Hawaii. I have a psychological issue of, that thing is charging me 10% interest, that thing's charging me 2%. I'm tackling that so I can save money over the long haul. Uh, if you want to talk to me about that, I can share with you more about that line of thing. But that takes incredible self-control to continue to press on, uh, which is why Dave Ramsey does not recommend that, because people typically stop making payments when they don't see, when they don't see it accomplished. Um, Next, to you, uh, also, as you're paying off debt, uh, you want to make sure you're, you're working through the lowest. According to Ramsey, you want to work from the lowest to the highest. You want to make sure that your mortgage is reasonable, too. Uh, I want to encourage you, right now, rent, I think in some areas, about 500, 600, 650. Yeah, so if your mortgage is anywhere in that realm, stick with your mortgage. I think that's sometimes the trouble is that uh, buying a house can actually be cumbersome or it can actually uh, be better than renting. So you gotta think about that. If you've got credit card debt and credit cards are, are your nemesis, I wanna encourage you to cut them up. Uh, they say also if you have extra money, start putting away for retirement. Uh, some experts, I'm not an expert, some experts say anywhere from 10 to 15%. Uh, you wanna start putting away for retirement. One author really was an encouragement that I thought was a, an interesting note. Uh, you want to plan so that when you are older, your kids do not have to bear the financial burden of taking care of you. So you want to plan now for that. And so it's easy for us to think, oh, my kids will just take care of me in the future. But you want to make sure that they have at least some finances to be able to, to do that. If you have extra, uh, think about Preparing for college education. I don't know what that looks like, um, but obviously I could point you in a direction to someone who would. Uh, the other thing, too, is if you have extra, I want to encourage you to save money. Sometimes we can have extra and we can think, I don't need to change my budget at all. My guess is there's some of you sitting here thinking, if I do this, my income is far exceeding my expenses, I'm okay. I want to encourage you to actually pray about your expenses and say, are there ways that we can lower our expenses so we can leverage more for later? See, I think the Lord wants us to continue to sharpen and continue to grow and continue to be used by Him. Now, if we have lack, what, what do we do if our expenses are over 
our income. Uh, we need to start to be honest with our, with our expenses. Uh, what is needed to survive in life? Uh, I've walked through uh, budgeting a number of different times, and uh, sometimes what it means is us just having a realistic picture that maybe some of the TV packages we have, we just don't need anymore. Maybe the speed of internet, uh, maybe uh, going out to eat so much, uh, maybe our hobbies, whatever it is, we just need to begin to cut them out so that we can meet our budget. Uh, we want to make sure that we're not enslaved by anything. So if we're not making our budget, you're enslaved. If your expenses are outdoing your income, in this moment, you're, you're enslaved. That doesn't mean that you can't get out. That's why we're here. That's why I want to help any way I can. I want to point you to people who are more qualified than I am. But we want to be able to, to, to get out of this Slavery, and so we need to maybe cut out eating out and eat at home or eat cheaper meals. Uh, and I can give you a couple tips at the end of what that looks like. Uh, I want to encourage you within this kind of a budget to track everything. If you use Google Sheets or if you use uh, my, uh, Microsoft Excel or if you're an Apple fan like me, you use Numbers. Track everything. Uh, we, we track every single expense that we have so that we know at the end of the year. And every year we re-look at our budget and say, how do we make changes for the next year? Because we want to be good stewards. We want to utilize. And if you're like me, 2022 has been a very difficult year financially. Not only have we had a lot of expenses, but this thing called inflation that's at the highest in four years has just like killed us. And so I got to know where all all of my money is going for that. So I want to encourage you to save every receipt. Use a system like this and start putting it in the system, uh, and track every single month what your expenses are, so that you can make adequate changes for that. Some uh, encourage what's called an envelope system. People familiar with an envelope system? It's where you you are going to spend three hundred dollars on food, and you put that in the envelope, and that's all you spend. Others use their banks, and they uh, create different accounts in their uh, online banking system, and say this money goes into food, this money goes here, and their debit card will begin to overdraft if they uh, use too much out of that account. Whatever it is. Uh, those are all good tools to help us to have self-control, to help us to cut back on our spending. And then, as I said before, I want, I want to encourage you to take time each New Year's to just kind of reevaluate your next year financially and, and how are you using your money. Let me give you a couple tips at the end here, just kind of shoot through a few ideas. Uh, as I read and as I processed myself, just hopefully this is, is helpful. One is uh, take the long approach. So often we are nearsighted, and so we get an extra five bucks in our pocket today, we're like, ooh, how can I go spend it? And that feels good, doesn't it? I mean, especially if you've got a bad day. That uh, now $5 blizzard at Dairy Queen tastes pretty good. And yet, if we do that often, we're not preparing for that day when a big catastrophe happens. 
So I want to encourage you to uh, begin to take the longer approach and so save every moment you can. Uh, Dave Ramsey actually suggests that you, no, this is in one of the books, they suggest $2,000 you should have in your bank for short-term savings. Then you should have a long-term savings of at least six months' expenses. And so you want to take every little thing that you can to save to get that. So you want to have a long-range mentality on your spending. You want to, you want to make sure that you're cutting back as much as possible. Uh, if you're not making your expenses uh, and you've tried to cut everything down as far as possible, uh, you might need to get something done. And so want to just allow you to be thoughtful about getting a second job. Also with that, uh, sometimes we don't get paid as much because we don't have skills that would pay as much. And so I want to encourage that if possible, that you learn or you find tracks to learn uh, skills so you can get paid more, so you can actually pay yourself <laughs> That, that's a reasonable thing. I know some of us are, are going to school, right? So we can, not me, others of us here are going to school so that hopefully that will uh, prove beneficial financially. Uh, you might want to, you know, it could be anywhere from using uh, YouTube or, or whatever it is to find uh, skills that are helpful. And then when you go to work, uh, half the battle is the way we work. Some of you are owners. You, know, you would love to give people raises, but you want to give those who work hard, who are tenacious in their work, who uh, have initiative in their work. And so I want to encourage you to do that, that if, if you're not making your budget and you've cut your expenses as far as you can, be thoughtful about how you can expand your skills and then be more initiative at work. So to try to get raises or even get a different kind of a job. One thing I've noticed uh, is uh, just the idea of buying good quality stuff. Um, this is probably something that sounds so dumb, but uh, I've noticed that when I or others buy cheap quality, eventually we have to buy so many versions of that cheap quality that we spend so much that if we just bought the good stuff, we would have had to do it. I was just saying for commercial from lawyers furniture. But anyway, I just noticed what I was doing in that moment, so I should get kicked back. Uh, but, but there is a reality that when you go to some stores and you buy the cheap stuff, you have to buy five iterations of it, and you spend way more than if you just had self-control, waited until you could buy the good thing. And then that thing will last and save you so much money. So much more money than I want to. So I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, if you do have extra, buy on sale. It's something my dad taught me years ago. He said, uh, when I didn't have money, I bought when I had to. Now I get to buy when there's a sale so that I'm prepared for have to. Like, I, I just got a bunch of shoes because Skechers are like $70 a pair. And that's the only thing my feet can really fit in. And someone sold a bunch of pairs to me for $5. I didn't need them, but that's going to save me long term. And so I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to be careful with credit card debt and loan companies. Like, what's the one in the shopping center? Bye bye. Whoever that is. 
uh, they make a lot of money, or, or um, check in the cash places, they make a lot of money seeking to get you in, give you money, and then charge you 20, 22, 23%. 30%. So, yeah, 30%. So, um, I've actually heard, like, people in economics say that that is modern-day slavery, is that they are enticing you to come in, knowing that you'll never pay them off completely, you'll always have to pay, and that you'll never be free. So I want to encourage you, before you go there, to talk to Chris or I or Chapin, and we'd love to figure out some other way. Uh, here's another one. Uh, don't make the minimum payment on credit cards if you can. Pay. Pay it off. What you don't realize is that that first month seems so good, but eventually they start charging 18% interest. And that just accumulates. Uh, another thing is, uh, and, and I say this generously and hopefully gently, uh, I want to encourage us to be thoughtful about how we spend money at Christmas. Uh, sometimes it's easy for us to just give a lot to our kids. And what we don't realize is that puts us back financially. And it actually teaches our kids something about money that's going to hurt them long term. It teaches them that whatever they want, they should get. So that when they're adults, they think, whatever I want, I should get. And then they go into debt doing so. So I want to be thoughtful about when it comes to birthdays, when it comes to Christmas, when it comes to whatever, that we teach them that the love of God is over love of the world. It's worth careful of their money. Uh, in all this, we want to be intentional. We want to plan. We want to plan with our finances, be intentional with our finances. Uh, there's a lot of ways in which you can cut back. I've got a whole slew of notes that I won't get into. If you feel like, I just don't know how to cut back on expenses. I have found ways to save $5 here, $10 here, $15 here, and in the end, it saves you 100 bucks a month. And it's like, whoa, okay, I didn't realize that. There are so many other alternative companies that you can go to that actually provide the same service for way cheaper. Uh, we just don't often know about them. We only hear about big name companies uh, uh, that get us. Uh, so I want to encourage you if, if you're if you're thinking about that, uh, please come talk to me. Um, yeah, I think I'll, I think because of time, I'll I'll end on that. Hopefully that was helpful. But are there any questions? Not that I'm Dave Ramsey, but uh, are there any questions? He is a bald, 50, 60 year old man who shouts a lot and helps people with money. Any other questions? Okay. Hopefully, again, I just hope that some, even if you walk away with one thing that's helpful, uh, hopefully that continues to encourage us. And hopefully, this is like the first layer of paint on the canvas of our financial lives. And over the years, we can continue to paint more layers and eventually have a picture that mirrors uh, the beauty of Christ. Let me pray as we close. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for opportunity to look at finances, look at what the scripture says, and then also practically just tip it, how to, how to walk through budget, how to think about practical areas of budgeting. Lord, I do pray that just some of this is helpful for us. 
Uh, I pray that we might grow in it. Uh, I pray that we might have a desire that our, our heart is to honor you with our life. Lord, because uh, you are inviting us into a kingdom world. So I pray that we might do that. I pray that friends here might uh, experience the joy that it is to partake in that kingdom world because they are financially. And so, Lord, use my people attempt in two hours to actually move the needle in our lives. Amen.